Welcome to the Financial Coaches Podcast, where we talk about how to build your practice from startup to scale up while being the kind of coach your clients crave. Finally, a podcast for financial coaches. Here are your hosts, Maria Casillas and Cody Sizemore. Hello and welcome back to the Financial Coaches Podcast. My name is Cody Sizemore and I am joined with my lovely co-host, Maria Casillas. Maria, how are you today? I'm doing fantastic. Fantastic. I love that. I, I love when people actually use descriptive words than just, I'm doing <laughs> good. fine? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm doing good. You uh-huh. know, uh, not everyone does that. So it really sticks out when people do. So yeah. I'm anywho. Glad. So we are going to talk about some stuff today. Um, and honestly, it's a topic that I think is very, very important. Uh, especially because I have had my own growth through this topic mm-hmm. uh, from where I started with coaching to where I am now with coaching. And that topic is just about being rigid, mm. you know, whether it be us being rigid as coaches or the clients being rigid uh it can it can have its purpose, but there's also some strings attached to it. I'll I'll just say that, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. So, you know, what's your thoughts on this, Maria? Because I know that you've had your own experience with this, um, both with yourself and also with your clients. But yeah. when you hear me say the word rigid, what do you think that that means? And also, what's your take on it? Well, first, I'm going to tell you that avoiding rigidity is really what kind of shaped my approach to coaching in just in general. So uh, personally, when my husband and I were doing our debt-free journey, when we were like in the thick of it, I remember that when when we weren't on the same page, it was because I was trying to be too rigid. You know, the budget was too rigid, the goals were too rigid, and uh, the application of all of that was very rigid. And it just, it became very difficult for us to actually maintain some of the new habits that we were looking to do. And I realized that that rigidity is what stops people from keeping their behavioral habits or their uh, commitments in a behavioral way. And so I was like, you know, if this isn't going to work with us, then it's not going to work with my future clients either. And so uh, one of the things that I actually talked about was intentionality over rigidity, because I think when we do, when we set up a spending plan or we set up a goal or, you know, whether it's for ourselves or we're doing that with clients, when we become rigid, it's it's actually with a good intention, I think. It's like we, we have this idea that if we stick to this particular thing, then we're going to get those results. And if we don't stick to it, then we'll never get them or we won't get them as quickly. So again, it comes from a place of, of goodness. But I don't think that we have to be super rigid in order for us to get those results. We just need to be more intentional with that. And so, yeah, I may have lots of, lots of thoughts on it, um, especially from that behavioral standpoint. I just think it keeps people from keeping their commitments. Yeah. Well, it's, uh, it's definitely a really good point because um, I always tell people, I'm like, listen, like if you're super rigid or scorched earth or whatever you want to call it, um, it might get you some results in the short term, mm-hmm. but it's not sustainable because right. it will lead to burnout and then burnout will lead to maybe like a binge spend. And then a binge spend will lead to, 
you know, feeling like you're a failure or having some sort of resentment towards your finances. And then you'll get away from it for a long time. You Mm -hmm. have these new like financial wounds that need to heal and it's going to set you back even further, you know? So I tell people that all the time, like, listen, it's just not sustainable. And, you know, there's a lot of people out there that will tell you like, you know, you can't do this or you can't do that or you're not allowed to do this or you're not allowed to do that. And it's out there quite a bit so much so that, you know, there's, I have some clients that come to me and I have one today and she's like, you know, like we, we, I've been working with her for a long time, probably like a year, year and a half, something like that. Okay. And she's had a lot of growth. Uh, she has, you know, paid off a lot of debt, um, several credit cards. Uh, but now she is, you know, debt free. She has like, you know, her fully funded, um, you know, sleep well at night account going like all that kind of stuff. And she is like consistently like super on it with, with her money map or budget, uh, you know, always like very, very intentional with things. Right. And she has space to enjoy herself. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, it's not like super rigid, but she's very on top of things. Right. And Mm -hmm. then she approached me today. She said, Hey, I'm uh, actually doing some international traveling because I'm doing some mission work in Africa Mm, and my bank doesn't do that kind of thing. And she came to me and she's like, is it okay? Am I allowed to open up a credit card for that? And I'm like, why are you asking me for permission? You know, like, like, where did I go wrong with this one? (laughs) Yeah. And I, and I asked her, I was like, were you nervous to talk to me about this for some reason? She goes, she goes kind of, but not really just because of like where I came from, but I feel like I've gotten really responsible and I've been very intentional and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yeah, like you definitely have like, you know, credit cards are not for everybody, but, and they weren't even for you at one point, Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. they are for you now. You know, so yeah, like you're responsible, you're being intentional, use it for what you need to, and then take care of it, you know? Mm-hmm. So um, there's definitely a level of intentionality going, even like when I have people do like their first budget or their first money map, I tell them right off the rip, I'm like, listen, I don't want you to try and make this perfect. Right. It's okay to mess up. It's okay mm-hmm. to overspend. It's okay to, you know, see a negative somewhere or whatever. It's fine. It's fine. Mm-hmm. All I'm asking is for you to be consistent with this and intentional with this. As long as you do those things, that is what I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. Right. And ever since I started doing that, the amount of just comfortability has just skyrocketed with people as compared to when I first started coaching. Uh, I was very rigid. It was mm-hmm. very rigid. And I was like, nope, you can't, you can't, you, you know, like why, why did you go over 10 bucks? Like that kind of thing. Like, mm. you know, I was, I was pretty intense. Um, but my, my clients get better results now than they did before because of that reason, you know? Right. So I really like that you brought that up that, um, you know, when you first started coaching, you were actually the rigid one that, that you mm-hmm. were rigid in your, I'm going to use the word advice, even though I know you're not an advisor, um, but you were probably also rigid in your, uh, just the mapping out of what people were to do. And it almost sounds like you were also rigid in your responses to people when they would, you know, kind of slip up a little bit. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So 
Talk a little bit more about your transition from super rigidity to more of the intentionality approach. Like what caused it? Yeah. I saw that it worked for some people. Like your clients or you watched other coaches not be as rigid? Okay, so your clients. So there must have been... You, in order for that to have happened, you had to have released the rain a little bit on your rigidity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So I, I saw that. Well, I saw that the rigidity worked for some people. Oh, I see. Gotcha. I'm sorry. Right. I misunderstood. Yeah. Um, but I also saw that it caused a lot of uh, things not to work, for lack like of a better word. Man. I was trying to think of a better phrase, but mm-hmm. it caused for a lot of things not to work as well. Um, and, you know, there was like people coming to the meetings and they kept, they, I could tell they were kind of like a dog with their tail in between their leg. And I just didn't want that. Like, I didn't mm. like that vibe. Uh, it even led to, you know, some of my clients um, dropping out of the program prematurely. Um, there was a period of time where that happened. Like, I don't want to say all the time, but it happened, you know, a decent amount Um, more times than I would have hoped, you know? Um, And I had to ask myself that question, like, why is this happening? You know? Mm -hmm. And I just kind of realized that like, Hey, like maybe, maybe like this is just being too intense, you know? And maybe not everyone is like me because that's what worked for me Mm -hmm. to get out of debt. Now I'm not rigid very much at all. Like, you know, I have like my, my plan and I stick to it, but it's not like a rigid plan, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, so I took that different approach and I started to be more open-minded about like, Hey, like maybe it is okay for this person to have, you know, instead of 200 bucks a month for fun money, maybe they have 500 or 600 or 700 or possibly Mm -hmm. even 800. Like who Mm -hmm. knows, right. Depending Mm -hmm. on their situation, maybe that's okay. And maybe like they can actually like enjoy their money and also make progress at the same time. Maybe they can go on vacation and pay off debt at the same time. Um, and when I started taking that approach, I'll tell you what, it has been a long time since someone has dropped out of my program prematurely. Mm-hmm. I can't even tell you, I can't even pinpoint the name of the person who was the last one. Cause it's been that it's been such a long time. Um, but they're still getting the same, if not better results now as what they were before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. And you were talking about some of the different areas where you would, um, you know, not be as rigid. And one of the areas that I have found is sometimes the rigidity is too much. And again, this isn't for all because sometimes people need that structure, but in the zero based budget, like that is something that some people just, they're like, I don't want to have to spend every dollar, even if it's the intention of spending a dollar. Um, you know, like, for example, you said maybe they could use $600 for their fund money. And they're like, yeah, I don't want 600. I don't even need 200. But I'd like to have it there in case I want, you know. And so there's that idea of people, I have literally heard people who are so rigid, think that zero based budget means that you need to have no money at the end of the month, right? So it's just a matter of getting behind their thinking and helping them recognize like, no, that just th- this language is, is maybe messing with you right now. Uh, so not only the, 
not only the categories, if you will, within that budget, but even just the rigidity around a budget in general. Sometimes people would much prefer to just work with percentages, you know, and just, I have this much coming in, I want to do this, I want to take care of this value, this value, this priority, and then the rest of it, it's just a free for all. Like that's worked for people too. So there is, I just think there's a lot to be said with, um, you know, not being so rigid, even with our approach with money in general. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. There's so many different types of people. That's what it comes down to. Right. You know, like being rigid might work for someone, you know, but, and it probably works for a lot of people, Mm -hmm. but for, I would say the majority of people, it causes more problems in the long run yeah. than, than not, you know? Well, and especially if you're working with couples, you know, if you've got well, yeah. couples or families, you know, fa- like there might be somebody who's got a teenage kid, for example, um, maybe, maybe they have small kids, but maybe they have ones who are older and they're trying to manage their own money, but they're still not gone from the house. So there, when you have those differing personalities that are coming to the table, it can be very difficult. Even if one of them does very well with the rigid ideas, it's very difficult to apply that to the entire cohort of people because not everybody's the same. So it is important for us to recognize that. Now, I would like to shift the conversation if we could to coaching in general. Um, We've talked a little bit about, you know, the rigidity around how we work with our clients, but what about the rigidity of like what it is to be a coach and the things that we need to do and how to work with clients and that kind of stuff. Have you ever gotten stuck in that rut or seen anybody else who kind of thinks this is the prescribed way of financial coaching? And so this is what I need to stick to. All the time. Hmm. I was one of them. So it wasn't just you imposing that on yourself. You kind of, did you go and get classes? You know, did you Google how to be a financial coach and then try to stick rigidly to that? I mean, tell me a little Mm -hmm. bit more about that. Yeah. Like, you know, it was with uh, classes, courses, podcasts, stuff like that. But, you know, you just you just listen to things or you, you know, you absorb certain thoughts, processes and ideals and practices. And, you know, you start to adopt them to become your own in some way. Mm -hmm. And sometimes, you know, especially with getting started as a coach, I think that like, there's just so much of the, like, I really want to do a good job. I don't want to mess up. I want to make sure that, you know, people get value from it. Mm -hmm. So they borrow what might work for someone else Mm -hmm. and maybe it just doesn't work for you or the people that you're designed to help, you know? And I, and I think that that's where I was at is like, you know, I, I wanted to make sure I did a good job and I taught what I knew and, um, tried to help people as best as I could with what I knew. Mm -hmm. But then as I started coaching, I started learning more. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and that's where the evolution started to really come is like, I was like, Hey, like the more I do this, the more I see that it's just not working the mm-hmm. way that I wanted to get into this for in the first place. You stopped you know? adapting so, and you started adapting. Boom. I wish we had like a, like a bomb sound, <laughs> like a, 
you know. Well, you just made Maria, one. You just so. dropped the bomb on that. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that's actually a really good way to um, to look at things. You know, we we do as kids, we adopt. You know, our our parents' beliefs. We adopt those things that um, that are just given to us because we don't have anything else to go with. So as we grow up, we adopt what people teach us. And as you know, we become coaches, we adopt all of those things we hear. And as we grow in maturity with those things, we can start adapting that information to fit our world. Um, now I do, I still believe that there are some absolute truths and you can't adapt everything and not everything's relative. So I don't want to, I want to be careful with what I say there. Um, but I think when it comes to a lot of the stuff that we are talking about, yeah, there, there really is so much that does not need to be rigid and it can absolutely be adapted to fit whatever situation we're in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And one thing I want to say before we wrap this up is that I don't want people to hear us talk about this and to just assume that what we're saying is just let your clients do whatever, (laughs) right? Right. Like that's not what we're saying. You know, like, like there is, there's a huge difference between, you know, being rigid and being, um, apathetic Mm -hmm. and then also being intentional. Mm-hmm. There's a huge difference between all three of those words and intentional is the one that is going to get you where you want to be as well as your clients in the best quality of that. Right. Mm-hmm. So we are not saying to just let your clients run loose and be crazy and all this kind of stuff and whatever. Um, but just to be intentional with it, you know, and to help them understand what that is as well and how that can really serve them in the best way. Yeah. And and I think just to add on to that, allow them to experience the natural consequences of their decisions. And I think that's one of the biggest things mm-hmm. with rigidity, right? With rigidity, it's like we impose those consequences, whereas with intentionality, we allow the natural consequences to take place. And I think as coaches, one of the best things we can do for our clients is to help them anticipate what those natural consequences will be with either choice that they make so that they don't have to go through the pain and suffering of the, of the natural consequences of all their poor choices. They can actually start to anticipate ahead of time. Okay. This is what this could look like if I do this, this and this versus if I go this direction. And that's where true empowerment comes in. It's where true intentionality comes in where they can start to understand what is coming for me, if I do this, and obviously we're not predicting the future with them, but we can use a lot of open-ended questions if we know, and then what will happen? And then what, assume you're doing this, what do you think would naturally happen? Uh, So it's just a really good, I think, technique for people, for us coaches to be able to walk people through. And I think that's where some of the rigidity versus intentionality comes from. Yeah, definitely. Thank you well, for this. Hopefully today was valuable for you guys listening. And um, you know, if you if you felt a little bit called out, that's okay. And you're not <laughs> alone. That's <laughs> all right. Like I said, it was me too. So <laughs> give yourself yeah. some grace. Um, but from here on out, just be intentional. And I promise you you won't regret it. So thank you guys for listening. We'll catch you next week and hope you guys enjoy the rest of your week coming up. Thank you. See you next time. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Financial Coaches Podcast, brought to you by New Money Habits and Sizemore Financial Coaching. 
Submit your questions to our hosts by emailing podcast at newmoneyhabits.com. Be sure to subscribe to be notified of future episodes and join our growing group of like-minded coaches on Facebook. And until next time, happy coaching. Music provided by Summer School.